Welcome to the Spinfoil Theory Podcast. Each week we sit down and discuss our favorite lore topics from within the Destiny universe. Specifically, we intend to take a close look at a specific question that has been nagging us and potentially the Destiny community as a whole. To fulfill that, our discussions tend to assume that you already have some background in the Destiny lore. Despite that, our goal is to be as lighthearted and welcoming to everyone as possible. With that out of the way, let's dive into this week's topic. <laughs> I'm just gonna do this. Well, no, it's for my recording. <laughs> it's, 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 yeah. <laughs> Starting it over. Yeah, there we go. Oh, you no, no, I, I, was, I was just, jot- I made a, uh, a thing for this one, specifically. To... So we hmm. could make notes there, directly. And refer to them. <laughs> you maniac bagels. Some maniac, maniac on the floor. Are you dancing like you've never danced before? Because I imagine that might be a very bad dance because you have no reference. You've never even tried. I'm like Elaine. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, with the with the ugly hippie like witchy woman dance. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I have no idea what you're talking about. That could be. That's a weird reference. I don't know. I'm far too young for that. Isn't that right, Right. Taylor kids? Uh, (laughs) I was one skip and with it, but then they changed what it was. And (laughs) now what you're hip with, isn't it? And now what it is is strange and scary to you? (laughs) Yeah, I don't get that reference either. No, no, no. (laughs) That reference is almost older than me. (laughs) I guess the Seinfeld one is... No, no, we were alive for that, and we probably saw it subsequently from its, like, original air date. Mm -hmm. But I feel like we're giving everyone too much information as to how old we actually are. Right? That's going (laughs) to lose us street cred. Let's move on. So, hi, everyone. (laughs) I love it. Welcome. Welcome to this week's show. Um, I'm your host, Taylor B. This is your other host, The Bagels. Howdy. That's right. How do um, welcome to this week's episode. It has been fucking crazy. Thank you for bringing with us this week uh, as we waited a little bit to, uh, to to pump this out to you. Uh, we have a day oneer in the chat. His name's the Bagels. <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, uh, we 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 ran in with a uh, with a team uh, over on PS playstation and um we we struggled we did not make it in the day one but uh it was a lot of fun it was a great learning experience and i had a lot of fun playing with everyone um but yeah holy shit congrats to you guys you guys went what like 16 hours yeah it was sixteen thirty-eight. i think was our final time uh per per raid report so yeah <laughs> sure started at uh noon my time and got done at 5 30 ish yeah. yeah. It was it was a little rough there at times, especially uh at tracks and uh and uh spoiler alert, uh Tanix. <laughs> Yo, I am so hyped for Tanix. Can we uh Bagels, I, I hate to I hate to call you in for extra duties, but scribe! Can we add Tanix had had access to this for quite some time? Access to, to the, the theory de- list? Yeah, to the oh, Deep Stone I, Crypt. 
<laughs> sure. No, because I mean, like, not to not to spoil that episode, but remember that signal that was sent back at the end of his deaths in the cards in D one. I think mm-hmm. this is where it was going to. I don't think Artax put him there. I think he's been already been there. Interesting. Very interesting. Yep. I think he's the reason they know where it is. I am intrigued by this theory. Yeah, but we have to save some for later there, Augustus. (laughs) We can't just dive headfirst into the Chocolate River. Which, that reference is before we were born, so I feel comfortable. Before everyone probably listening to this was born, so I feel comfortable. And I, and I tell you what, if you were like, nah, man, I saw that shit in theaters, I am so proud that you're our fan. Write us a theory. <laughs> Speaking I of which, we do, uh, um, not ARFs at some point. We've been so, so distracted by new content. <laughs> do you want to do, we could do a special blurb for it. Because this is kind of, like, niche-specific to uh, especially recent releases, so we could do maybe, like, a 2030 just for that. Sure. I'm, I'm good for that. All right, so not ARF. That's where your response is coming. <laughs> Thank you for Game writing on. in. And honestly, he was a little ahead of the curve. He connected some dots that hadn't Did. been directly connected. Lie. <laughs> uh, I want to I wanna give credit where credit's due. Um, so good, good on you. We're going to, we're going to be visiting that here, uh, in the coming days. Um, but yeah, tonight's theory is a fun one. It's, it's, um, it's one we kind of came up with, uh, with a little recently given, given some recent lore that ties into our, uh, recent episodes, um, dealing with, uh, Clovis Bray's journal, uh, we've been able to complete that now. Look forward to a part three here soon where we review the whole thing. So we'd only had access to the first half in our previous recordings. And now we've read the whole thing as uh, is up on Bungie's website. And go re- read the whole thing. Uh, yeah, if, if, if you can. Um, there, everything's available online at this point. It's a trip. Uh, go have fun with that. And then... Uh, here soon we'll be doing our part three we might be trying to we might try to do a little a little collaboration i'm gonna keep the whisper a little close to the chest here i'm not gonna say who (laughs) but uh but we might we might have a little uh little collaboratory event going for that part three because the the whole journal kind of like reading the second half kind of changes your perspective on the first half just a Ex- little bit. <laughs> I mean, except for our opinions on pork. I think... I think... Uh, spoiler alert. No matter what you thought about the pork in the first half, you're going to feel the same way by the end. <laughs> Hungry? Yeah, why wait? <laughs> Let's have the other, other white meat. <laughs> but anyway... <laughs> oh, tonight's theory is that the in in that journal to give a quick rundown with with um just because this is an advanced session podcast within that journal there is a copy of Maya Sundaresh from the 227 uh of the Ishtar collective that got captured by the Vex when they re-entered the Vex network 
this copy was tortured and copied into thousands of themselves until one singular Maya Sundaresh murdered all of the others so that they would stop talking. Did she murder them? She she silenced. She uses she uses the verbiage silences them, but that's how you do it. <laughs> that's how she did it. I guarantee fucking to you that's how she did it. Like I don't mean to interpret art for everyone, but like that's what they're saying. She murdered all of them. She's she's at the very least willing to do the vex's bidding, and uh, uh, yeah, yeah, she's she gets um, selected by the Vex to fuck with Clovis Bray, because Clovis Bray has, like, little microscopic radiolaria, like, growing out of his bones, infecting his blood, fucking with his head. I I would make the argument that he, that uh, this, this copy of Maya Sundaresh wasn't specifically selected for uh, Clovis Bray, but instead the Vex selected this copy specifically for the traits that they saw. It, the, I would agree with that. Yeah, the, the lore book seems to indicate that she... Uh, I don't think she was... I don't think she was cultured. I think no. it's like um, it's like a cream, right? She rose to the top. More or less, yeah. She exhibited certain traits that the Vex were looking for. Exactly, and, exactly. Essentially, psychopath, uh, psychopathy, and obedience to the Vex with those traits. <laughs> well, well, it's it's what is it? I don't I don't know that it's necessarily she, necessarily that she has a loyalty to the Vex. I think that she's smart enough to know what she is, and to realize that just working with him is to get her what she wants, which is her. I don't know, like her psychopathic kicks. At this point, <laughs> fair it, enough. It, 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 it's like a weird thing, and I definitely think they like. You know, because the Vex don't choose. They simulate till they get something advantageous. Or they, sure. they figure out the way to get what they want. Yeah, um, yeah. So so that's it. But the idea here is, this Maya Sundaresh, this, this, this Vexy cream, this radiolarian cream that rose to the top, um, is applied to mess with Clovis. Um, and that's, you know, spoiler alert, that's the Maya Sundaresh that you read about in his journal that's you know and and at first you think in the first half you think like ah, oh, like maybe he just doesn't get women and i still think he doesn't get women but that wasn't what was going on here <laughs> it's that she's actually a mentally disturbed uh simulation of the original um my idea here though is this happened back in the golden age and the theory here is that this Maya Sundaresh copy is the M Sund 12 from the Terminus Strike. At the end of the Terminus Strike, there's two, there's a couple different uh, pieces of dialogue you can get at the end. And it's basically your ghost saying that uh, the last thing that was referenced is something called Oxa. And it's either the last reference is by an M Sund 12 or by an Atzat. Atzat is one of the um if 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 you had the collector's edition of Launch of D2, it's it's one of the uh 
it's it's one of the bounties it's one of like the the people you read about in the booklet uh about callus's like court and like enemies thereof uh Azat is a scion um who in the strike uh the 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 flare is i think trying to uh get 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 access to oxa oxa is basically a probability kiln that through similar means to the ishtar collective or the future war cult uh, by extension thereof, um, is used by the Cabal to predict the future. Mm-hmm. Um, Atzat was originally anointed by Callus uh, through their efforts of Oxa, the probability kiln, to help his rule, and eventually they had a falling out because at that point, Scions were still all enslaved, and... Um, Atzat was really upset that freeing all the Scions would really take away their status as a freeborn Scion. Um, fun piece of, fun piece of side lore there. Um, but anyway, anyway, this theory is that this same file of this Terminator, as our friend, as our friend uh, Edson put it, this Terminator Maya Sunderush is ends is M Sun twelve, and we're saying that the same because Oxa obviously didn't work out for the people who used it. It didn't work out for Callus. It didn't work out for Atzat. You would think if Atzat was able to predict the future, they might have figured out that siding with uh, not Callus would not have worked out for them. <laughs> you know, it's really weird that their psychic friends didn't see that coming, but. Uh... <laughs> Um, that's, that's the, that's the crux of the theory. It's that the Vex, because both technologies are derived from the Vex, that's the similarity between, uh, the Cabal and the Ishtar Collective in this instance, is that the Vex applied this sort of agent of disaster, this Terminator Maya Sundaresh, um to their own to the cabal probability kiln and that it's the same one that they sent to uh, go after clovis and almost mess up his dreams or or maybe they did mess up his dreams because she's still whispering to him uh, his future is banshee isn't she Very at the so. end of it yeah um but with that with that uh sort of roundabout explanation thank you for for going on that journey with me everyone <laughs> i'm gonna pass this off to my co-host mr bags all right. What so do you think, sir? This is this is fun. If if only for the thought process of the Vex essentially hiring a sleeper agent and sticking her out there wherever they think needs to be addressed. So tip, typical areas where they are having less than usual success. So in the situation where the uh where Clovis is basically harvesting Vex and using them to create exos. They bring in Maya in order to um in order to address <laughs> address that situation there. And then what if they did the same thing in order to try and recover Oxa from the Cabal? We when we come into that strike right off the bat, we see uh about, I don't know, twenty Vex just get destroyed by the Scion there at the start. What if um, Maya was a last-ditch effort by the Vex in order to try and uh, essentially 
either eliminate the Oxa device or to reclaim it for the Vex somehow, or something to that effect. I could definitely see that being the case, where uh, where they, they don't have a typical means to access access the device, but they they basically send in those Vex's sacrificial lambs to uh, install Maya <laughs> into um, into a terminal in order to access Oxa. I, I feel like I feel like whenever Clovis is involved, they should just be sacrificial pigs. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> That's the new Destiny term. There aren't lambs; they're pigs. Snackrificial pigs. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, but regardless, it, it, I don't I don't know how how factual th- this is. I, th- this is real real out there, as far as I'm concerned. Uh, as far as like. We've got just a loose tie in here together with it, but it would be a really cool tie together just on the basis that you could basically have adventures of this rogue Maya Sunderash copy just ro- roaming out there doing her thing until, um, well, eventually, well, initially she finds her way into affecting uh, Clovis, but finds her way off Europa and uh, essentially is messing with us throughout. Uh, certain 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 incident incidents. So, say when our ghost is hacking a uh, a terminal for uh, or a conflux for the Vex, and it's it's really slow for some reason, <laughs> and it's just because Maya's there counter hacking or something like that. I could certainly see something like that where the Vex have issues stopping us because essentially we're we have paracausal abilities in order to influence our actions, but. Um, they're by using somebody who's not essentially uh, directly a a vex origin. Maybe they could actually get around some of their limitations and actually more effectively combat what we're doing at certain. Well, so well, well to yeah. your point, I think I think that's really interesting. You bring that up because I I think that's uh, actually why they would need an agent. Mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. Msun Twelve, because as noted in Clovis Bray's journal, you know, like as we'll go into it, like I swear to God, uh, listeners, um, <laughs> sorry to bring it up in this order, uh, fans of the show, um, if you're if you're not familiar, and you were relying on us, but um, as as related in that, he talks about what he sort of gleans as to what the origins of the Vex must have been. And it turns out that there's a there's a strong chance they might be the Radiolaria, like, contrary to what Ikora and other people might think. Um or maybe at this point it's 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 a construct and programming beyond the needs of the Radiolaria. Maybe that's what she's going for. But that that's another discussion. Um but it it, it, it kind of goes to talk about they aren't good or bad. They're like true neutral and they're curious. So they don't have any moral ambiguity. They have no scruples with experimenting on you in any way possible. Yeah, they, have, they, a can... sing- yeah, yeah. they have a singular goal. And that goal is just to essentially be just uh, expand. Ex- and, well, it's, and- it's to survive. Yeah, it's yeah. to survive, and yeah. and it's really interesting if you go into the uh, for anyone who's able to do the EXO challenge this week survival, the mm-hmm. um the sort of brain uh training 
mm-hmm. the language the- that it uses. Like survival is important. You need to survive. Do whatever you can. Like 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 that sort of like it's like mantras. It's that, yeah. It's very are... very similar to what a, a vex would. I mean, it's going to find a way to try and. Well, and I mean, and you're bred from the vex, right? As an exo. Sure. Sorry, sorry, sorry. But sure. um, with the alkahest and all that. Mm-hmm. Um, which that's one thing we need to talk about when we do that is where did the new alkahest come from? To create the fallen exos, you mean? Yeah. Uh, the strike where uh, Aramis steals all the Vex fluid, she applies that to clarity control. And that's oh! How yeah! Okay. As soon I as I saw that today. strike, I was like, holy shit, we're going to the Vex portal and Aramis is going to steal all this. This is awesome. <laughs> I learned today. That makes so much sense. Okay, connect those dots for me, Vex. <laughs> you lorking you. Um, but anyway, anyway. Uh, they 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 don't think they're not creative. They have to let you. They have to run a simulation of you doing everything that you could possibly do to figure you out. They can't surmise anything from that data. They only can use raw data. So having someone like Amaya Sundaresh, who basically like has no connection with who she's based off of through the uh, engineered, um, as you pointed out, sort of like, I don't want to say psychopathic because I'm not like, uh, I'm not trained in any way to make that, you know what I mean? Like, and I'm not saying you're wrong. And I think that's like, at least as a layman, that's the appropriate word, right? But I I just want to put this out there. Like the trained sort of insanity, like they, they cultured, like they might not be creative, but like they basically made a digital Petri dish. Yeah, that's more more or less. I know the other yeah. ones were resistant to. Yeah, and uh, this one was like, no, like fuck it, shut them up. Yeah, she's, if that's she was what the it takes. Oh, one percent of the yeah. Maya Sundarushes. That... Well, and it goes back. It goes back to you know, and if exos are based on the Vex, it goes back to my original multi-man theory, multiple man theory with exos. Like they just kept making Maya Sundarush. Until they got one who was fed up with with their sh- with her own shit. <laughs> Pretty much. Pretty yeah. much. <laughs> and so the idea that you have an agent, Maya Sundaresh, is creative. Maya mm-hmm. Sundaresh does think outside the box. Maya Sundaresh can glean insight from what you do without having to simulate you. So the idea that they've come up with an agent who can do that, that they've... I mean, if we're right here, that they've been able to apply... To multiple species that have tapped into their network or tried to abuse their technology? I mean, that's fucking genius. I mean, I actually sort of wonder at this point if maybe she had a hand in why Skolas actually failed more than we did. Because you gotta feel like, for all intents and purposes, once he opened that gate, it should have been game over. No. Yeah. (laughs) More or less. uh, Although, um... I guess the Vex have done similar things. I think there's just limitations on how many units you can bring through at a time to to that or to that effect. Um, but yeah, that, that's kind of here nor there, I guess, to this argument. Oh, it's everywhere, <laughs> my friend. It is everywhere. No, no, I think, I think, I think that does make a big difference because it's. I mean, <laughs> you know. I'm not trying to be poetic, but I'm not trying to be poetic about this. There's creativity in destruction. 
Sure. And if they're sending her out there to fuck up other people's plans, honestly, who better than, like, for all we know, the first person to honestly figure the Vex out? Yeah, pretty much. (laughs) I really love that they kept the name. It's so, like, computer, though. Like, if this is right. It's so it's it's so robotic like M Sun twelve of thousands. It was the twelfth one who was like, you know what? <laughs> How about we all shut the fuck up? <laughs> <laughs> um, and and I, I guess we should bring up that we don't know if it's if M Sun twelve is the designation of like the two hundred twenty seven that was the original designations. Or however you want to refer to all the 227 original copies that uh, oh that um, went into the uh, yeah yeah went back into the Vex network pretty much yeah uh, or if if M Sun 12 here is referred to the at least in in regards to this theory the Meyer Sundrush Terminator that was petri dished by the Vex well so it could <laughs> be so it could be a 12 of the thousands that like rose to that crop or it could be like 12 yeah it depends on how the Vex saved that file. Right. I do think, though, like, so, for what it's worth, me saying this is the same save file, it doesn't necessarily mean that the one that, you know, is whispering to Clovis as he's about to, like, finally become an Exo, it doesn't mean that that's the same one. That, that, that like, the memories of that carry over to the M Sun 12, rather, I should say. That that messed up Oxa. I think that is the same save file, like the original base. Yeah, like for sure, or or like that. That is like I strongly think the theory has a lot of legs if we go that route, or like at least allow for that. As opposed to like whether they're one for one. Well, we don't know a lot about what was going on with Oxa, so unless there's references to what happened before. Now, I, I, I will say, I think there's a lot of room for, you know, timeline of events. It being, like, the same one. Because I I don't see why once the Vex started sort of, like, building little, like, Radiolaria influencing, like, nodes on Clovis's bones. <laughs> That they couldn't have, like, if if you can transmit to it, you can pull data from it, can't you? If it's if it's if it's a a method of uh, transference that you control. Sure. Um, and so I figure maybe oh they God. could pull her back. That's completely reasonable to me. But I figure that happens before Oxa. Even though, I'll, like, I'll timelines are so crazy. Yeah. Like, honestly, like, Varix was alive before before the whirlwind. How fucking old is Varix? <laughs> He's an old fogey. How fucking old is Varix? <laughs> How fucking old are these people that remember the Great Machine? Though uh, Aramis is, I think, similarly old, as is Tanix. I think they're they're all... They're all fucking old. It's the dregs that we old. murder by the thousands <laughs> that are new. Right. <laughs> no, but this this really bothers me. Actually, like I I kind of want to know how old they are, and I would really love if Spider was like a youngling. Like I... he was he was born in transition. Like he he didn't really remember the the world before. That's why he's so fucking cutthroat. And that makes a lot of sense to me because uh, you're raised in a certain background. You're gonna have significantly different uh, different course of actions that you're going to take as as an adult. 
Um, this is why Bagels is a great D&D player, everyone. <laughs> what? <laughs> I've enjoyed all of your characters, and you've done a great job, I think, in D&D, because you recognize how character background can affect a person's actions. I did not understand the security. <laughs> yeah. I, apparently that was a leap, but I hope I connected everyone's dots right there. I think we got to know. You sure? I think so. <laughs> but um, but all right. So so one thing I love about this is, as far as on behalf of the Vex, even if it's not the same one, like literally, like maybe it's a different file. Maybe they deploy them differently. They they do the same sort of uh, I'm gonna call it like Vex butter method. They churn yeah. the butter and the butt, you know, it rises to the top. Okay, sure. Separate sure. the the way from, you know, the, the way from, the, yeah, you know, yeah. All right. Um, it's been my Sunderesh both times, even if it's not the same one. Sure, and I can completely see that. Uh, they, like you said earlier, they can have a a save a save state of this M Sun Twelve clone that they just essentially pull out. Uh, when when they think they need it, and then they deploy it wherever it needs to be. Would you say it's their executable? <laughs> when they need to stop someone utilizing the Did you just put on sunglasses there and uh, deploy a, a background? <laughs> I did. I did, but that's the I'm most we can it. say without having to pay a band that I don't feel like paying. <laughs> having to potentially pay not that we monetize us i realize i make this joke and there's probably some legal fan out there he's like you're a fucking dumbass taylor b you could do this it's called satire and you're protected and i just want to put out there man like i appreciate that but like better safe than sorry huh like i feel like you'd agree with that imaginary friend i just invented (laughs) but um but yeah no uh I another thing I really like about it is it kind of interconnects other parts of this season that are going on because kind of in the background you have Callus has fled Warren's barge was like straight up scuttled and abandoned mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and Callus has fled because his a daughter has sent a message started pulling rank with all the remnants of the Red Legion to basically give welcoming them back to the empire the proper empire that she now rules Mm -hmm. and saying you know part of what you can do to ingratiate yourselves back in my good graces is to give me callus's head now the reason i say this is a fun interconnection is that's happening in the background of this season and this season is the first time we could ever make a connection between the cabal and clovis bray Sure. If this is true, I'll put that sure. a- put that asterisk on it. And so, if we can now connect the Cabal and Clovis Bray, we have. I mean, like, not to be, you know, not to be fucking. It's always sunny in Philadelphia, but like, there's a lot of like red strings connected on these post-it notes right now. <laughs> 
But I guess I have the fucking show to say that shit. <laughs> but there's there's a lot of interconnected stuff right now, and I think you know as as Destiny, you know I I think Bungie I think Bungie is going beyond their ten year plan, but I think as we in the years going forward here, I think what we're starting to look at is maybe the beginning of the rising action. And so I can you elaborate on that a little bit? Well, all right. So every story has a climax, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and the climax doesn't happen in the middle of the story. The climax happens towards the end. Mm-hmm. And so we're, we're building towards something, is what you're yeah. I think we're in that midpoint that starts to build towards the climax, and I sure. think this is one of, not the only one of the ways that everything is going to start to tie together. And I mean, there might be some loose threads with things that were retconned from the first game, maybe left out of the official lore books, especially uh, Mm -hmm. from the cards. So, you know, take that for what it's worth. I don't mean to say, like, it's going to be a perfect bow, but I I, I think this is one of those, one of those, like, plot points that seem minor now that start to bring the greater conflict to a head. Because now we have Clovis Brayeye. <laughs> That's his official name <laughs> on the Spinfoil Theory podcast. Clovis Brayeye. We have... And I mean, like, especially... Like, so we've started to bring... I think Dead Orbit has been featured a lot in D2 uh, tangentially. I want to start seeing some of these other factions coming forward and like you know part of that is future war cult there's a lot of hints between the ishtar collective and future war cult and if these other connections are being made if this turns out to be true i think there's a lot of room for them like lakshmi too which oh my god i can't wait i would really love for them to get lakshmi too back on the forefront i love the voice actor right yes phenomenal She's um, so good. And I bet they're probably like, oh, it's so hard to get her. Like, make time for it, Bungie. <laughs> she is worth it. They really do need to address the faction. Uh, I don't know when... I feel like they're going to do it, but I don't know when. And I, I'm amped for when that actually happens, because there's going to be something so, so big about can that. I, can I give you my two cents on that? Sure. I think the fact that they've fallen off after, if you look in the, um, if you look in the, uh, D2 up until now has been called the, uh, the period of loss or like the time of loss. Yep. Yeah. We're past that now. I think we're going to start to see them again. I think that's why they fell off is, you know, when everyone is, when everyone has a common enemy, it's easy to band together. Uh, and I think it kind of makes sense, given the hardship that the last cities had, given the Red War and everything else that's happened subsequently, that they haven't come back yet. I see where we're kind of going with that. They, yeah. they could easily factor, like, if uh, the Dark Guardians start arising uh, due to corruption by using stasis or... Yo, yep. uh, that, that now that things cert- are starting to like look up, especially if we start to push back the darkness, mm-hmm. I could see... Ooh, and I mean, like, remember Lysander? I do. <laughs> oh my god. That would be a ridiculous... Dude, I'm saying we haven't life. done it yet, but I still want to do sympathy... <laughs> did we do sympathy for we, Lysander? We did do sympathy for Lysander. We yep. did? 
<laughs> yep. Do we have to do a Sympathy for Lysander Part 2, Electric Boogaloo? <laughs> I think so at some point. <laughs> I feel like he's got to come back because, like, honestly, I feel like everything I was saying before is only, like... It's only made me wonder more as time has gone on and nothing has changed in that storyline. <laughs> We've got no additional information outside of one just passerby reference to Lysander. <laughs> well, we know he's not dead, which is, like, awesome. Well, no, like, good or bad, I don't want him to just, like, be dead it's off screen. Like, yeah, I want to no. know what happened. <laughs> like, casually write him out of the story sort of thing, yeah, I gotcha. Yeah, like, that, that would be a dick move, in my view. We wrote about this dude for nine years, and then you finally find him. Yeah, nah, he's been dead for, like, three years. <laughs> and he's long gone. What about his friends? Like, nope, no friends, just gone. <laughs> completely completely over with don't have to worry about that because honestly like i feel like yes they had a problem with osiris and maybe that was the wrong move to make but osiris also got exiled from the city so i'm wondering what the real politics were there because if they moved on if they moved on lysander and the concordat because he was talking shit about Osiris, but then they also exiled Osiris? What the fuck really happened? Uh, yeah, we don't really know. <laughs> oh, I know we don't really know. I'm trying to know what we don't know. <laughs> I don't know. It, there's a lot I, of I know you don't know. I, I, don't, I don't know. There's a lot of propaganda <laughs> from that time period, and as, as always, it, it's really hard to sift through that especially without any primary sources all the sources we've gotten on that have been like tangential third time removed uh this is what happened sort of history stories (laughs) it's there's been nothing that's been from from that time period on Lysander. so just trying to even establish what he did what he didn't do what he was saying all those things are just completely outside of the realm of knowledge for for the player base right now <laughs> i don't know <laughs> no i mean but i guess that's why i bring it up is because i'm kind of like i'm trying to find out about this stuff and it's got me like wondering about all these things that could tangentially be related mm-hmm and it's got me connecting little red pieces of string it's I, right now, instead of Sabathun, everything... It's all M. Sun 12! <laughs> Yo. So, alright. M. Sun 12... I mean, honestly, because I feel like that... That that optional recording at the finishing of that, as opposed to um, Atzat, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it's been there for years. Mm-hmm. Since, since the Red War... And only now, and I'm like, holy shit, M Sun 12. Because before I was like, oh, Maya Sundaresh? Weird. Why did she give herself, like, a cheeky internet name from AOL? <laughs> That's funny. Maybe that was just like, maybe, all right, maybe they were like, maybe there were 11 under Myers M Suns before, <laughs> before she created her account. <laughs> That's fine. And now looking at this, knowing that there's 
literally an agent of the Vex that is a Maya Sundaresh. And I honestly, like, what really gets me about this Maya Sundaresh is I wonder how they generated her. Because this seems to be the only one who wasn't crying out for Chioma. Yeah, mo- most of them were crying out for Mom or Shioma. Yeah, Some, and this one was like, just shut the fuck up. <laughs> why why have, you, have you tried shutting the fuck up? just want the silence. Just leave me alone. Yeah, well, she got it. <laughs> she got it, all right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's got to be such a weird place. It reminds me of... <sighs> Do you remember that Arnold Schwarzenegger movie? Where he gets cloned? Because they, like, basically there's illegal cloning happening in this universe that Arnold Schwarzenegger exists in. I can't remember the name of the film, so forgive me, fans. And I think I've seen part of it. Yeah, yeah. So, so yeah. he gets cloned accidentally. They basically, they, they, like, trick him into doing the thing that copies your brain. Sure. And he gets cloned... They think he's dead, but he survives, and then he, like, goes home, but then, like, he's already there, and he's like, what the fuck? And it, it, it's a whole thing. Uh, but sure. basically, it reminds me of this version of uh, of Clovis Bray, where, like, the real body can act after it's been copied, potentially, if the process isn't fatal. Which I think in Aramis' case was such. I think she was copied, and then we killed her, and then in the raid you fight the copy that was made. Are you referring to Artrax? Nah, Aramis, right? You fight Aramis at the end? No, no, Tanix. Tanix is the final boss. Really? Yeah. Well, mind blown. <laughs> I thought Aramis was going to be in there at some point. I, really I, I thought so too. I fully expected Aramis to be the final boss. Uh, I guess especially... we. I guess. I guess they were going to ramp it up, and then she couldn't do it, or maybe they made a copy and they could never just like put her out there. Because it sounded like that was going to happen, right? That's entirely the impression that the campaign gives you, but I firmly think that we haven't seen the last of Aramis. I think. The, I think just like Shadowkeep, this, there's going to be an involving story element. What about to second it. raid? <laughs> we just finished first raid. <laughs> I don't think they have second raid where they come from. <laughs> um, but I definitely think that uh, Aramis will come around again. I now yeah, what, no, I, I totally figured they made a copy of her. Yeah, because even 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 Artax wasn't dead. The the only the only thing about a uh, copy, yeah, it, it's hard to know exactly because. Well, I say our text wasn't dead because I got I got the hunter uh, helm, everyone, uh, which is the uh, the mask of Braxis, but it's really our skull. If you read if you read it, um, spoiler. <laughs> uh, and he sees himself still alive. And after he's made Nexo, like, he sees himself, I think he's in, like, a sort of, like, a stasis, like, a breakdown. And apparently Phylax predicted this would happen. Huh. Yeah. Interesting. Well, Phylax is the one we fight in the Vex, Uh basically in the Vexy Netty. So if he had, if he had access at all to that stuff, like, I could see him figuring it out. But, uh, anyway, anyway. Um... 
yeah, that that is Artax skull like ripped off by Exo Artax one, and made into a mask so that he knew it wasn't him. I I will say this about Artax, um, from what we know about Coral, every time I Coral... hear Artax, I think of I think of fucking a uh, never ending story. It's spelled differently, and I think there's an R in there that I'm not pronouncing, but I always think of the fucking horse from NeverEnding Story. <laughs> I've only seen it once. I think I know what you're talking about. Yeah, and I bet you were traumatized by the horse. All right, for, for anyone who is traumatized by the horse and I'm drumming up bad memories right now, at the end of the movie, the horse is fine. Artax is fine. <laughs> no, he, he drowns in the sadness, but at the end, Atreyu is riding Artax again. So Artax is fine at the end of the movie. Just want to put that out there. Be Just be happy he was okay. The horse is fine. <laughs> I'm sorry to interrupt you, Bing. Sorry. No. Um, I, I just want to point out that there is like a period where you're still technically alive, even after the process, the fatal process starts to uh, do, the, do that final scan. So it is possible that... It was like right after that that process had finished that the his, his former self he ripped the skull off of. I don't know. Uh, I haven't read read the specific lore card yet, so I don't know the well, exact. Like, so yeah, I'm I'm wondering how how good they are doing it and how much progressed by the time Clovis did it because, uh, at least in our timeline. Uh, the first Elsie one, mm-hmm. her body was uh, dead. Correct. And she had it sent basically like buried like very that's... deep within Europa. Yeah. Um, so that's where our timelines, Elsie Bray's human body is, is like mm-hmm. deep within Europa. Mm-hmm. Um. And then that first Elsie one was kind of weird. Like it didn't have a mouth. Like it, it was. It was very. Uh, it was very different than the stranger that we know. Mm-hmm. Uh, it. She ends up getting destroyed. Um, but it's it's really weird for me to to read all that and then juxtapose it to Clovis like our Clovis lived through all that shooting down the stranger but he like I, I, and I know I'm sorry Bagels I guess you haven't been there yet um, if you complete the different uh, aspects of darkness if you complete you get the, the last aspect now that the raid's been released and you've been doing it uh, up till now like at the time of this recording you get a little scene between the Clovis Bray Eye, Anna Bray the Guardian, and Elsie Bray from the Tangential tar- Timeline where everyone kind of like started using the darkness and succumbed to it. Mm-hmm. It's He doesn't seem surprised by any of this shit. Yeah. Um I know you haven't seen the scene and and I'm really sorry to like kinda of put you on the spot of that, but like when you see it like 
You just okay. I I, I kind of see what you're like. He's talking. Towards. He's like. It's 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 the Clovis Bray eye. So it's 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 the AI Clovis Bray like uploaded. It's not the same thing as Banshee, right? Uh, spoiler alert. <laughs> it's it's not the same thing as the EXO upload. Uh, specifically, so I, I'm willing to cut that. But like, yes. he's not fucking surprised. This same Clovis Bray eye that before he was uploaded murdered the original LC1, and, like, at the end of that, he he does say he's gonna make another LC1. And maybe that one gets made differently. Maybe that's the one that we, like, is like the stranger we know has, like, a mouth and stuff. Entirely possible. I, I think there was a lot of evolution between, um... Oh, I'm sure. In, in how... And it, the even the, the lore book, uh, or the Clovis's journal that we read... It certainly alludes to the evolution of the Exos kind of in that same time period where he, he was figuring out that you needed to add human characteristic characteristics to the Exos in order to make them not as likely to succumb to DER. So certainly that timeline seems to match, match up, at least in my head, that he would have stuck her in a more human Exo frame following the the initial L, uh, LC1's death. Or destruction. However you want to put that. <laughs> well, it's it's just that he's not surprised to speak to an exo-stranger. Sure. And I know in the journal, and we'll go over this in the journal episode, I swear to God, fans. <laughs> he refers to LC's deviation. From their relationship as an exo, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. as the stranger, but like oh, I... oh, and to everyone, I want to put this out there. I'll be the first one to everyone who's like, yo, like exo stranger, thick, like yo, you guys, you use guys. She is a special exo body. One of the dead exos you find is actually like super jelly. <laughs> no, it's 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 another um. It's a woman recording it, and uh, I'm just saying, like, what she's mad about is the frame that she's given is sort of like a like a gender neutral, maybe like a male frame. So like the center of balance is all off. She doesn't feel natural when she walks, mm-hmm. and they're like, and she's like, but Elsie Bray got one. And they're like, oh, you're jealous of Elsie Bray. She's like, what the fuck if I am? That's closer to like what she's got is closer to what she had. Like I'm supposed to like you know be. You know what I mean? Like, and it was, it, it was, it was like, a, at the end of the day, that's a totally reasonable argument. Like, I feel like, you know what I mean? I, I get it. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. And that was just a fun, cause everyone's like, Elsie Bray thick, like Elsie Bray this. And like, Elsie Bray fit. I don't know if Elsie Bray thick. <laughs> she very fit. Very svelte. Entirely fair. Yeah, I um but like and I'm not <laughs> knocking it, I'm just saying like there could be thicker robots out there. <laughs> like I mean if you've looked at uh Artax, he she's pretty thick. <laughs> I thought Artrax was a dude. No, I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure it's she. No, Braxis is a she. 
I don't know. I'd have to double, double check to be honest, but uh, I, was, I was thinking. I thought Artrex is a dude. Crigus is a girl, is a lady, is a female, is a, is a woman. Female. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, I, like I said, I'd have to double But uh, It's so weird what, talking what? about a fictitious alien species. I'm trying not to be a jerk. <laughs> In a, in but like I'm, a, I'm at like a little bit of like an admitted loss right now. Like sorry everyone. <laughs> I'm like trying my best. But uh, but yeah. Um, okay. So let's move into. I'm ready to move into uh, to final thoughts here. I think. Sure. Sure. Absolutely. Biggs, how do you score this, my friend? Uh, I'm gonna give it a twelve. Uh, I think that seems appropriate. Uh, it, it's it's certainly plausible. Uh, it. Basically, I like the idea of the Vex essentially activating like a sleeper wherever they see see appropriate that they can't otherwise respond uh, respond themselves. That either their their units are um, impractical or would incite incite a combative uh, fight from whoever is present. Um, the Concerns I have are that we don't know which Sundrash actually um, was captured, so we don't know if it was the twelfth iteration or if it was the two hundred iteration. That was those. Oh yeah, uh, the naming the naming could go either way, right? Like, uh, is is what I think you're saying? Like, it could be yeah. uh, it could be this was the twelfth of the thousand that they subsequently generated. Or it could be like the original file name, right? Mm-hmm. And and I guess what I'm leading into that is we don't necessarily know that the the M Sun Twelve, uh, the Sunrash uh, iteration that accessed the access uh, device, was a vex a vex sleeper agent uh, in that sense. It could have been an actual legitimate Sunrash. Uh, in the Vex network, accessing the device, and then um, logging out, essentially. Something like that. They they found a a way into it, and as a result, uh, logged in and attempted to use it for her own purposes. Uh, That's still an entirely legitimate thought process as well. So, uh, at this point, we just don't have enough information to make it conclusive, but it's certainly very plausible. That this is a um, that this is the Terminator Sunderesh that we see in the Clovis Journal. Absolutely. So yeah, that's my thoughts. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um. Well, thank you for that. No, I'm. Not. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I I agree with most of that. I I give it twelve M. I I give it M Sun twelve. Of plausibility. I guess that's what I was going for, but I know I just wanted to like kind of copy you, but a little more clearly in case anyone who didn't get it. Um, not to one up you, I'm sure, but uh, but yeah, um, um, I, I I I think all the pieces are there, especially every time I've run that strike since the raid, I've only gotten that dialogue. I haven't gotten Otsat. I'm sure that could be a flip of the coin. I'm not saying that's anything. It just really put it to the forefront of my mind for this, as I guess what I'm really going for there. 
and it got me thinking about it. Um, I, I, I really think there's a lot of legs to this. I really think, you know, I, I feel like we always touch upon this. When we look at real life plausibility, yes, it could be like a like a, an infinitude of things, but we're looking at a collaborative narrative, and I don't think they would have put that in there for a reason. I feel like this is one of those super fucking cool things that finally ties together with uh, other pieces of lore, and it ties it crosses together different factions that we didn't know could be interrelated which is really fucking cool even if it's a little tangentially mm-hmm. uh which is really exciting for me um so i i give it i give it m sun 12s <laughs> probability um yeah yeah did you got any you got any shout outs i feel like i feel like you got a shout out uh-huh. day one team yeah absolutely that's exactly what i was gonna yeah, shout out to the the day one Rady boys. Uh, we are going to shout out um, uh, Create, Bladed, Anubis, Ahop. Um, let's see. What am I missing? <laughs> I'm missing? What am I missing? Shit! Don't kill me. <laughs> uh, I am drawing in the blank. Oh man, I feel bad now. Uh. Ahop? I said Ahop for sure. I think, didn't I? Tim? No, Tim, he's he's running tonight. <laughs> he, oh, he's, he's going with me? Yes, sir. Oh, Tim, I'm going to shout you out now. <laughs> was it all ghosts but, but Anubis? Uh, Panda. Panda was the other one. <laughs> Panda was the oh, other non- only non-ghost? <laughs> and myself, yes. <laughs> oh, man. So sorry well, about that, Panda. I'm I didn't so, mean to forget about you. <laughs> well, you remembered eventually, and we are happy to carry your clan anytime you guys need it. Um, whatever your clan name is, I'm not going to call you guys out. It's not that I forgot. I actually know what your clan name is, but I'm not going to be a jerk on my show. I'm just going to make my little cheeky joke. But yeah, no. Um, raid is fantastic, guys. Go ahead and get out there and do it. Uh, if you're we're looking for a raiding buddy. Don't don't be afraid to shout out to us. Um, oh we'll, yeah, we'll, Did... I, I I'm I'm really getting a kick out of it. Um, we're doing some sherpas today right now. Um, actually, we're doing one, uh, including Taylor here, in about half an hour. Or so, um, looking oh, forward to that. See. Uh, uh-huh. Guys, guys, guys. Um, seriously, take take Biggles up on it. He needs to fucking nut up or shut up about having a secret Twitter so that you guys can finally add him. <laughs> Um, that's, that's my call out to you right now, the bigs. Um, but, uh, aside from that, guys, uh, I, 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 I can't mirror what he said enough. Uh, please, please add us. Uh, you really don't understand how great an LFG or in Sherpa the bagels is. I'm shite. If I show up, it's mostly for color commentary <laughs> and I can do a simple role that we don't want to give to you because it's less fun. Um, I say that all jokingly. You're allowed to gig at that too, Pickles. Um, anyway, 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 anyway. Um, um, all, all, all I'm saying is, like, you could do so much worse, and the likelihood of you doing better is fucking abysmal. 
Like, the bagels is a is a top-tier class Sherpa. I actually have a Sherpa fucking emblem because I've run with the bagels for so long. <laughs> um, th- th- this guy's fucking amazing. Uh, I- I've never had anyone explain any encounter better than him. And whenever I need to take a friend through something, he shows up like a fucking gangster and, uh, and takes us through like it was butter so yeah uh yeah you know like like he's not fucking kidding is all i'm trying to get at all that said you yeah it's quite a bit taylor (laughs) yeah no worries dude like you hit you hit up you hit up the temp chat and you get on the bags team like you're getting through some shit like you're you like what is it we're not clan obtained but that's because that name was taken Oh, but anyhow, anyhow, um, I want to give a shout out to, to all the people here in DC working through Corona and working through testing. Uh, we've had some spikes here and I know it's been rough on a lot of households. Um, so for my, I guess like local shout out, I know we're not the only city going through it. Uh, but that's that's my local like hitting me uh, right now. Shout out uh, just because otherwise game wise I'd be giving all the same shout outs Bagels did. Uh, that's why I, uh, I I I feel free to do that uh, not to one up him um, in any way, and that's not a joke. Uh, yeah, um, but yeah, uh, you know, game wise shout out to 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 the Bags team. You guys fucking. Uh, Rock that shit. Congratulations on the day one. I know there's a lot of controversy going on the day one stuff right now. I hope you guys are just riding high with your accomplishment. Um, like, you really earned it. Like, like honestly, like, there's, there's a lot of people out there who, like, were preparing for weeks and, like, had to, like, you know, come to grips that they couldn't do it. Um, and it's it can be tough, like, especially when, you know, a lot of, uh, you know, performing in Destiny is your bread and butter, uh, and, you know, that's no fault of theirs. That's luck of the draw sometimes, I feel like. Sometimes it just doesn't, you know, things fall apart. Um, you know, the people who didn't make it, myself included, <laughs> on day one, we're still valid, we're still great players, uh, but, you know, like, congratulations to, uh, people like the Bags and, uh, and the Bags team. Thank you. Yeah, like, no, like, I like, it's hard to say, like, I, you know, like, I feel bad I didn't get it too, but I'm still really fucking jazzed that people did. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I hope I'm making an appropriate middle ground there, but, like, that's... <laughs> I understand. I yeah. understand. Yeah, that's, that's what I got. Um, and with that, everyone, uh, please stay safe. We'll see you next week. We've really appreciated you uh, putting up with us, uh, getting this out late uh, with the new content drop. Um... Yeah, basically I was dead yesterday, and so (laughs) we decided to delay a day. (laughs) This is what it boils down to. (laughs) My man, my man needed some sleep. I did need the sleep. (laughs) It was pretty rough. (laughs) He he earned it though. Uh, and and with that, everyone, like we love you. We'll we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. That's the end of this week's topic, but be sure to check out our past and future episodes on Spotify, iTunes, and Podbean. If you have any questions about this week's topic, want to discuss Destiny lore with us, or if you just feel like reaching out to us, 
You can find us on Twitter at SpinfoilTheory, or you can email us via SpinfoilTheory at gmail.com. Thanks for listening!